show you guys her room. Rise and shine. Well, a very heavy, uh, heavy duet. We had a very dare, but let's go ahead. Terrace chase and those for the bit. They have the pet. Hello. Cool, cool, cool. Glad Hi. We're on the same page. Um, Welcome back to your favorite podcast. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining. <laughs> See you in five months. We should change the title to maybe <laughs> intermittent. Uh, <laughs> Your favorite podcast? Question mark. Your fourth favorite podcast? That would be an honor. If someone's like, "Yeah, I say like my fourth favorite is." If we're in your top fifteen, if you listen, <laughs> even if you hate listen to this, honestly, at that point, like, whatever. I hope someone hate listens. As they say in Lady Bird, isn't love just attention? I think the writers of Lady Bird knew that if they had put that movie out when I was in the high writers. school, it would have been dark. It would have been bad. It wouldn't have been a good thing. Hello, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Every time. I, yeah. And it's always genuine. It's literally always That's genuine. <laughs> Ice cream. Wow. Ryan brought groceries. Chips. Bread. <gasps> a fuck Ooh. ton of heirloom tomatoes. Where'd those come from? God. Most Eugene ex. Oh, it's a secret. A whole bunch of heirloom tomatoes. I'm like, okay, fucking Little House on the Prairie. Call me Laura Anne of Green Gables. From now on, I respond to nothing else. Oh my god, you can be Paw. Can we do that for Halloween? We're gonna have a busy Halloween. <laughs> Keith and Nancy, um, Laura Ingalls and Paw. Uh, I, I, like we kind of, we kind of have to do that though. We have no choices. I'm ready to pluck my eyebrows. A foot apart. What what did you call his dick? Like a disgusting chode. An arctic chode? Is that what I said? Nick, I realized recently I was in Tahoe for 48 hours back to the scene of the crime. I'm not going to lie. The drive back was a little bit triggering in a weird way. I, I believe that. Like I kept getting really anxious for no reason. And then I was like, no, you're just, it's just like a trauma response. I was listening back to a old podcast episodes on the drive there and back. Wait, which ones? Dish? Um, I was listening to whatever I had downloaded because service was shitty. I was going between yeah. Taylor Swift, just like a shuffled mm -hmm. discography, mm -hmm. and Fantastic. our own podcast, which would drive any bitch insane. Just your own voice and Taylor Swift screaming for eight hours. Literally can't relate. It's all I do. That's actually what I do it at work. It is all I do. I, that's, all, that's all I do. It didn't drive me crazy enough to stop, so. I'm like, okay, and we're going from folklore to episode 12, pathetic, pathetic. I listened to that. I listened to episode 11. I listened to a lot, and first of all, I, every time I hit record, I think we've been over this, but I black out. Yes. I don't. Yes. I remember nothing. I was like, oh my God, I shared that story. Jesus, that was bold. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, you're being really vulnerable with all of the internet, Clary. That's cool. I think it's because we like didn't. We I feel like we simultaneously. I you brought this up a couple days ago. We are the two most narcissistic motherfuckers in the whole world. All we do is talk about our own podcast. But we sound oh, wait, sorry, young. Sorry, I was gonna say at the. I feel like the first ten episodes. Yes, I think like the first ten episodes of the podcast. We simultaneously were taking it so seriously 
and not and also, seriously like, enough. And literally not not taking it at all seriously. And now it's kind of flipped. We're like, like we're pretty casual about it, but like it's serious. <laughs> that made no sense, and I may cut that. This one's mine. I'll be in charge of what's cutting and what's not. Okay. Oh. Ellie. We could split it if you want. Whatever, we'll figure oh, it out. Oh, babe. Um, um, and I know that do. it was less than a year ago, but truly the first like 10 episodes, I'm like, why do I sound like a child? We both sound like babies. Really weird. No, I, no, no. I, the narcissist that I am, um, was listening to episode five today, which is the real episode one. Yep. That's when the podcast actually starts. Everything else was a prologue. It was a warm-up. We were stretching. <laughs> it's optional listening. We, it's like Rebecca and Jeremy and what does the sun sound like? And we thought those were like, we literally thought that was the funniest thing ever. And then we just got so much funnier. <laughs> I'm kidding that. It made me laugh out loud so hard. But at the same time, I was so confused. I was so confused listening to episode five because I, I, I felt like I sounded like a teenager. I had the same experience. Like, like, what happened? It's weird because I don't feel like, I mean, definitely a lot has happened since then in both of our lives, but I still feel, like, very in touch with that version of myself. Both of our lives, individually, together, our joint life. Our sexual life. No. Our, our, our intimate life. So, this is a great time, you know, eight <laughs> minutes and 46 seconds in. If you enjoyed episodes five through now... um. You should you should leave a little not review. one through four. You should rate it five stars. You should subscribe. You should um, download. You should take. You should um, hang out with some friends and take all their phones and hit subscribe for them and film yourself doing it, and then we'll repost it. You should walk into a public library where everyone's nice and quiet. Get a megaphone. Yell stream brain cell girls and then dip. But say two girls, one brain cell, because if you look up brain cell girls on Apple Podcasts, nothing will come up. Just kidding. I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase that. Clary's like Clary's like, I don't know the title of this podcast. I black everything out. <laughs> Who are you? This is the Black Lodge. We are this <laughs> neither here nor there. We are in between. We are suspended in time and space. We are nowhere and nowhere is everywhere. Nick and I are okay, God. Rupi Kaur. <laughs> what? I said we are God. You said we're Rupi Kaur. I, well, synonyms. Um. <laughs> I worship Rupi Kaur as a God. She's, she's the one who made my foreskin in her image. Oh my God. Rupi is going to sue us. Rupi Kaur is going to circumcise me again. Has it been growing back lately? She's been doing a moonlight Vigil. Vigil spell dance. Kind of related. <coughs> Not really at all. <laughs> Something that's been irking the ever-living fuck out of me. I see... Yes. Listen, I know this might sound a little... I'm not like other girls, and I'm not. Let's be real. <laughs> no girls like another girl. We're all different We're all and beautiful. special little petunias. Yeah. But Clary especially. <laughs> especially. I'm the most different of them all. Clary is the tallest of the petunias towering over them. The other petunias quake at my sight. Yeah. <laughs> She's that, she, when you're looking out at a petunia field, you're like, why does that one petunia have a strap on? It's because it's me. Because it's Clary. Uh, I have noticed this thing. Every now and again, I will see from someone who's like, 
trying to become an influencer. And I say this as someone mm-hmm. who is also trying mm-hmm. to become an influencer. Yes. They'll post these things. It's like, this is a challenge. Like, DM me if you're willing to take the challenge for a week. I'm not going to use any filters on Instagram and like see through the filter. Hashtag no filter challenge. Are people still doing that? Mm-hmm. That was like, so. that was such 2013 shit. We are all... I mean, the people that I see doing this, we are adults. Social media and the internet have been around since we were, I mean, teens, like, young tweens, yeah, middle school. Like middle school, yeah. If you don't realize that everything there is fake, a highlight reel, some level of bullshit, you are absolutely kidding yourself. How are you seeing uh, yeah. someone's clearly filtered stories and posts and you're like, that's what they really look like. They don't. No one looks like that. It says it up top what filter they're using. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like pretty perfect face filter. And I'm like, that's their face. I'm like, like y'all think fucking Emma Jenkins lives in a sepia-toned home? Like, that's not real. <laughs> I live my life in black and white. Shades of gray. I have unconventional tastes, Anastasia. You're topping from the bottom, Mrs. Gray. Oh... We should get matching tattoos. Wait, we should get matching tattoos, and yours should say, I'm top, and mine should say, I'm bottom. <laughs> That's so, on our knuckles. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll get, like, a petunia up my side wearing a strap-on. Brilliant. But it has your face. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, if, if you need that, and that's good for, like, if that helps you, good for you, I guess. But I'm also, like, if other people's social media filters are causing you that much like mental mm-hmm. anguish maybe you should take it to a therapist i just don't yeah. yeah and i mean that not in like a go to therapy if like social media is causing you harm way but like if it is genuinely taking up that much space in your life delete the app seek help don't do a little like challenge like what no i deleted the app uh yesterday off my phone uh or no, two days ago. Um, <laughs> I'm detoxing. Uh, no, I deleted the app off my phone two days ago because I was like, mm, how, do I, <laughs> how do I word this very vaguely? You know, Going if you're it. seeing, yeah, sure. But like, okay, I was seeing things on the app that I like actively did not want to see and were like kind of actively causing like kind of emotional harm, <laughs> emotional Similar to when we were broken up and I had to mute you because seeing your stories yeah. was making me want to drive into a Douglas fir. No. <laughs> That's different, though. I wasn't like, Nick's so beautiful. Is he real? I was more like, I miss him so much. I want to die. It's a different cause, but like it's it's under the same umbrella of like, I don't know, because I mean, like if I was posting, I mean, you probably would have still muted me, but like, <laughs> if I... <laughs> If I was, like, actually posting, like, what was actually happening in my life on Instagram, and, like, it it didn't look good. (laughs) Like, you may have had a slightly different reaction. Probably still would have muted me. But, like, you know know what I mean? Because, like, it's, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I was seeing, I was seeing shit that, like, was causing emotional pain. I'm like, okay, well, okay, like, what control do I have over the situation? Okay. And you're like, I'm going to do a weekly challenge. (laughs) Or I'm going to just block this person for a week. Does anyone else want to join me? Here's their at. <laughs> oh, God, no. Um, And no, I was like, okay, well, adult. what control do I have over this? I could either try to 
avoid looking at these things, but I know I'm not gonna. Or I could just delete the app. And so that's what I did. Okay, um, I had a kind of similar ish. Yeah. And I've I have felt a little bit better already. That's good. Which is nice. I yeah. had a weird moment or I think it was today or yesterday. I was clicking through people's stories and one of your friends you took pictures for a group of them. But the picture that they like shared it to their story. The and, black and white one? Yeah. And yeah. I had a like weird body reaction where I forgot that you and I were speaking again. And I got like a pit in my stomach and I got all upset. And then I was like, wait, we like Nick. <laughs> we're friends again. <laughs> it was really weird. I like felt myself get that like angry, jealous, yeah. sad, like, fuck. I like, I miss him. I miss the podcast. And then I was like, you mm-hmm. still have it, baby girl. It's bad. Yeah. It was really weird. And then I was like, oh, no, it's I a mean, good that... picture. <laughs> no, I was like, Nick, have you seen this picture? Ha ha, it's so ugly. Oh, you took it? I just, I don't mean it's ugly. I just mean that it's like horrible. <laughs> I'm not talking about the picture. I'm talking about the photo. What? <laughs> I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the photographer. <laughs> I'm not talking about Nicholas G. Curl of Nicholas G. Curl Photography. I'm talking about Nick Curl. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> I just thought that was so weird, and I was like, I tried to, like, type it out to you, and it was not making sense. I'm like, I saw this picture and got mad, and then said, wow, mad. And I was like, delete, delete. (laughs) No, that makes sense. That's not, like, I mean, like, how long did it last? Was it, like, three seconds? Like, 0.2 seconds. It was like my brain hadn't caught up to reality, because as soon as I was like, girl, what? My brain was like, three months of, like, avoiding stuff like that. T Tuesday Um, really pushed me over the edge. Girl, me too. Fuck. <laughs> I think now is a great time to. I think we're just going to take this episode and the next episode to kind of recap each other on our last couple months. Because as much mm-hmm. as Nick and I talk all day, every day, we haven't really filled each other in. I think we haven't really filled each other in on like big things that happened in the last couple of months. So we thought, let's get this recorded let's get this live and fresh since we made the mistake of not recording our facetime call when we got back together because we made the mistake of not speaking well was it a mistake no at the end of the day no do i ever want to experience that pain again no also no um the answer to any question you may ask is no no So do you want to walk me through? Okay, yeah. Um, February 12th through yeah, I'm like, May so 20th. February 13th. Um, so <laughs> 8 a.m. I give like a minute by minute. I'm like, I recorded everything. <laughs> I would leave. You so can edit high. this one. <laughs> I'm like, this episode will be one week long. <laughs> can you imagine opening up? Apple Podcast, and it's like, oh, episode 25, and it's like 200 hours. <laughs> Perfect for your cross-country road trips, like we suggested yeah, last time. Yeah, we'll be there every every pit stop. Um, every pit stop. Every pit stop. <laughs> We're like leprechauns <laughs> greeting you at the end of the road trip. If we talked for a week straight with no interruptions, we would break up again. February 13th. February I wake up refreshed and rejuvenated. <laughs> I wake up in a pool of my own blood. Oh. <laughs> Joe. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I guess the first thing that I want to update you on. Okay. The thing about this is that I actually want this to be like a patron exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to talk about my camping trip. And- okay. 
Okay, back to you, freeloaders. <laughs> Halfway through March, I applied to a job. I applied to a job at the Young Turks, oh. which was a social media, social media and PR um, assistant. Tell position. me why I almost said, "Oh, I didn't know that." Why would I have known that information? <laughs> I do not know. The Young Turks don't call um, me. That's- like Clare, should we hire him? And you said no. So, <laughs> um, I actually called them and I said, "Hey, I know that a Nicholas Curl interned here one time. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about? Oh, it's Nicholas G Curl of Nicholas G Curl Photography. And then I said, "Don't hire him." And then I hung up the phone. Oh, uh, <laughs> so sweet. Okay, so I, uh, yeah, so I I emailed them. Um, and I emailed this like bomb ass cover letter and I was like, I essentially said in per- using professional <laughs> wording, like I will work my ass off at this job. Like you have no idea. Pl- like I want this so incredibly badly. Like, please, 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 please. And pretty then please. pretty please. And then 10 days later I get an email back asking me to interview. And I was like, Oh my God, amazing. So then I had this interview that I thought went pretty well. Um, me and the, uh, lady interviewing me, she and I hadn't, I think we'd like said hi to each other, uh, in the office when I was there, but we hadn't like really met. Um, but like she was lovely. We chatted for about an hour. She asked me about pay, which I thought was, I think is always a good sign. Yeah. Um, and it was, <laughs> it was going to be like $25 an hour. <gasps> um, the dreams I was having. I was like, I'm going to get a dog. I'm going to move into the master, master bedroom. <laughs> a dog and you're going to lock it out on the balcony? Yes. Um, where it belongs. So. I didn't forget. No. I think about that weekly. And every time I go out on the balcony, <laughs> I'm like, where's yellow? So. Uh, I, yeah. So she asked about pay and I was just really excited. And then she had me. She emailed me. Um kind of like a questionnaire test type thing of like Mm -hmm. write a caption for this Instagram post or like write a Facebook copy for this or um, what hashtags would you use on Twitter for this specific event like things of that nature so it was like seven or eight questions I think and I worked really hard on them and I thought I did a very good job actually Um, not good enough though and then I got an email like a week after I responded with my responses to the questionnaire, mm-hmm. um, like a week after I got an email back that um, they they thanked me for applying and said that they were going with someone else, and I was like, no. And then I, <laughs> and then I fell into a dark place because also I did the worksheet thing that they had me do. Mm-hmm. I did that while I was in Vegas with Janessa, and so we have some parallel stories running. We'll return to Vegas. And, but that's where I did it. And so then, so I didn't get this job and I just got back from Vegas, which will make sense in a second. And I was like, this is so, this is fucking awful. Um, that sounds yeah. atrocious. Yeah. And so eventually I like mustered up the like dignity to, to, I emailed her and I was like, um, I was Why like, the obviously fuck I'm just, dis- you hire me. I was, I was like, obviously I'm disappointed, but I'm happy that you found, um, the right candidate. I was hoping to, be able to talk with you um, about ways I could have done better in my interview um, just for like things going forward. If you're willing to like give me feedback. 
Um, and then she was, and then we had like an hour long conversation and it was like so helpful. Um, and so that, so it like ended, (laughs) it ended positively for me not getting the job. If I was not going to get the job, it ended like somewhat positively. And she gave good advice. She said, she was like, yeah, during the interview, when you like started, when you mentioned that you had a podcast, like that got me so excited and so interested. And I was like, you mentioned me. I did not mention you. I just mentioned she asked about my experience uh, handling social media for like in a professional way. And you're like, well, I have this podcast and my co-host doesn't do jack shit. So I have a lot of experience handling every single element. We're working on it. Okay, people. Don't worry. (laughs) Mommy and daddy are staying together. Oh, by the way, congratulations on your parents' divorce anniversary. Thank you. I did hear that in one of our, in one of our earlier episodes I listened to. You're like, Yes, it was June 28th. And I was yep. like, great, we can do a podcast special that day. So I guess this is it. Congrats, Yay. So Belinda, <laughs> sending them edible arrangements. Nora, Liv, the whole, congratulations to the whole team. But most importantly, Vova. I told, I, I think she was hit the hardest. I told my sister, um, <laughs> I told my sister on two days ago on the 27th, I was like, so are you doing anything to celebrate tomorrow? And she said, for what? And I was like, the 10 year anniversary. And she said, of what? And I'm like, of mom and dad no longer living together as husband and wife. <laughs> and she like lost her shit laughing. And I'm like, Nick, that's inappropriate. And she, yeah, I was like 50, 50. And uh, yeah, I said, should we, um, should we put the party hat emoji in our family group chat uh, with no context? <laughs> Next year, they're both getting an edible arrangement from me. I really can't believe it's been 10 years. That's crazy. It's so fucking... Because I, like, five five second tangent, like, I remember that, like, almost, like, pretty perfectly, actually. Like, that entire day and night. I know that I wasn't there for your parents' divorce, but... Why were you there for me? (laughs) It's crazy that we're at an age where we can reflect on something having happened 10 years ago. Isn't that crazy? where, Where it's like, oh, like... I had a phone. Yeah, it's like 10 years ago, something happened and I remember it happening. Anyway, yeah. you were yeah. applying for this job yeah. and said you had a podcast. Thank you for saying that. Anyway, so. She says, is your co-host a hot sex? Oh my God, I just like had a stroke. Is it a co <laughs> oh, A very hazard production. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I just mentioned, I'm like, oh, well, like I, um, I co-host this podcast and I'm in charge of the social media. So like I have experience on that front. And then I talked about how, um, I just talked about how, even though it's a, even though it's a small podcast, we've all like, we had already run into 8,000 issues. We'd already run into situations where we like needed to clarify something that we said, or like we were like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, that, came off the wrong way or maybe I was saying something ignorant like we've kind of already had to do that and so I talked about kind of like how we cope with that and like strategies mm-hmm. that we use which is mainly just honesty and vulnerability and um <laughs> oh you shared the two pillars with her and and a conscious effort to uh do better but you're like yeah, we're actually and, not speaking right now it's going great yeah no and I was like and the podcast is on hiatus right now but um that's not relevant to anything uh anyway so then during my feedback interview with her she was like yeah when you started talking about the podcast i got so interested i want to know so much more about it and i was like ah um and then i i all i said was you know it's just the podcast is like something that's just 
was mainly born out of just like fun for me and my co-host that it felt weird to like include it on my resume or something Mm -hmm. because I don't like this doesn't register in my brain as like something to put on my resume (laughs) like separate aspects of my life it does for me depending on who's reading the resume yeah I mean if I was applying to be like a podcast editor then sure but so yeah so I was very disappointed that I didn't get that job I know and I and I was very surprised actually honestly yeah um but whatever rewinding uh I visited Janessa in Vegas where she's been living for the past year um doing teach for America uh which god that sounds so hard um I mean, teaching in general sounds like something I would rather die than do, but I do have quite a lot of friends in that field, and it doesn't make a lot of sense for me, if you know anything about me as a human being, to have friends who are educating literal children. I'm like, why are you friends with me? Teaching, Teach for America, a Las Vegas public school. Um, I do have to ask, what in the fuck is Teach for America? A ripoff? I don't know. Like, like... (laughs) I know I like from the from the little I know about it I have like serious problems with it I probably should know because throwback to episode 21 Mark's roommate does teach for America and they like moved because of that and many other reasons and I was like yeah uh-huh, and just did not know what it was I was a really good girlfriend I feel like everyone says teach for America but no one explains teach for America I'm like you're teaching for America what needs to be clarified Do they have teach for Canada is, is Teach for America the new Nexium? So I... Teach for America is a cult confirmed. Yeah, truly. Anyway, so I went to visit her because I've been wanting to visit her all year and she'd been wanting me to visit because she's like alone in Las Vegas. And... Boo-hoo. Yeah. I mean, like low-key. She has uh, all of America that she's teaching. She's, like she has, she's teaching all of America. Yeah, whatever. So uh, I go to visit her. We have a great time. We have such a fun time, um, and like ge- genuinely, it was it was a it was a really really fun weekend. Addendum: uh, I'm gonna not get into like any detail about this and just be very vague. Because um, we tried uh, episode twenty two, and it didn't work. Ah uh, ha ha! And <laughs> <laughs> it didn't see the light of day. So, well, yeah. I mean, thank Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. So I'm just gonna be very vague. Uh, I have had several bad experiences in Vegas over the past few years uh, involving one person repeatedly in Vegas. While I was visiting Janessa, we like walked past certain spots in Vegas, like on the strip, whatever, where certain things happened between me and this other person. Uh, And then I had like a full body trauma reaction, which I was so I was so surprised by me driving up from Tahoe. It's real. It's weird because even if you like think, okay, sorry, I'm going to hijack this for a second. You're probably going to say what I was about to say. (laughs) I've experienced this before. And I feel like even if you're like, oh yeah, X, Y, and Z shitty thing happened in that place. And I'm aware of it consciously. It's like, you can know it in your brain and be like, brain, you're okay. You're safe. And then you walk by it and then you get hit with like extreme anxiety and discomfort. It is so bizarre. For me, it was like, so we walked, okay, so we walked past, for example, the uh, massive fucking gold fountain in Caesar's Palace lobby where a certain thing happened. And I'd forgot, I that, that one I'd actually forgotten about. Then we 
walk and then we stop for a second. She's like checking something on her phone. And then I realize I'm like literally standing in the exact spot where it happened. Where Lena Dunham proposed marriage to you. That's what it's about, isn't it? (gasps) Elizabeth Holmes and (laughs) (laughs) one gold fountain. And so for me, I was like, oh, I forgot that this happened here. And now I'm standing here. And mentally, yeah, it was it was the exact same thing. Fully aware. I was like, yeah, okay. Like, huh, okay, now I'm remembering this. But my body was like, I my body felt like it was right back. Like, I was feeling the exact same thing. Our like bodies my, are stupid. I'm like, your brain can be 10 steps ahead and your body is yeah. like a dumb dog. And it's just like, <laughs> I do not know. I think a thing happened here. <laughs> Sounds like Borat. My body's a dumb dog. Um, my body is Borat. My all bodies are Borat. <laughs> but yeah, so like my my stomach felt like it was doing the same thing. Like I got the same feeling in my hands, um, and like in my throat, and I like rem- like I just remembered the physical sensations mm-hmm. associated, and I was just like kind of shocked by it, like Loki, because. It happened four years ago. This happened in 2017. It doesn't matter how long it's been. This like is something I was, I've nope, learned. Yep. <laughs> but I also didn't think this particular Caesar's Fountain Palace. Caesar's Palace Fountain. <laughs> Caesar's Fountain Palace. <laughs> I was going to let it slide. Woo! That specifically, I didn't even think of that as trauma. Because I wasn't... I mean, well, okay. Well, but now I'm like reanalyzing it. I would, if you'd asked me before March or before April when I was in Vegas, I would not have said that, like, I felt like I was in danger when this thing happened. But my body thought I was in danger because I had a fight or flight response in the moment. I had a thing where basically I hadn't, oh my God, how can I be, I mean, I don't really yeah, have right. to be vague if I don't want to. Basically, I had. <laughs> Spill your truth. <laughs> basically, I had had i just feel bad for this one person who i keep fucking bringing up again and again so sorry mark mark clary i am so sorry i am so sorry i'm a bad friend who the fuck is mark oh okay basically we're like the majority of our relationship had like started in this one place and then afterwards i like had not been there for like nine months post us not speaking anymore no it had been longer it was almost a year later that I was, I had not been in that building for a year. And then I was there and my body was like big time panicking. And I was like, I haven't been here since we, since we got together. Oh my Lord. It was really strange. And obviously it wasn't like traumatic. It was like, I only had positive memories from us, like from like the beginning, from that time we spent in that building. But it was like being there with like everything that had happened post and like, just a year had gone by and I was there and I was like, this is fucking weird. Like my body remembers being here and us being together, but I know in my big, my big dog brain that <laughs> we are not. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And I wouldn't call that a trauma memory. I'm not like traumatized by it, but it was weird the way my body remembered it differently than my big smart brain. Yeah. And then I started thinking about like how, like, like how separate are our minds and our bodies really? Like isn't our mind, our body. I don't know, Nick. Let's take shrooms and find out. <laughs> Let's go. So um, I've never done those drugs. Where was I? Yeah. So I was surprised because I, yeah, like I said, I would not have said that. Like, I felt like I was in danger when this thing happened or that. Yeah. I did have a f- 
fight or flight response, which is indicative of something, I guess. But I think what also contributed to this was the intervening four years, like things that have happened since then, um, that kind of give what happened then a different meaning. And it just really hit me. And so what I'm describing about, what I'm describing right now with the Caesar's Palace Fountain, that happened like four or five times on this trip, like <laughs> like one day on the strip. Um, what I'm hearing is Janessa needs to find a new place to live. You're like, you're being there is too triggering. <laughs> I was like, Janessa, this is really insensitive of you to live there. But then we walked past a uh, building on the strip where uh, something happened with this person that was like objectively much worse than Caesar's Palace Fountain. Yes. Um, and same thing. I same, do agree. Same, um, same body reaction, all that. And then the thing to keep in mind about this is that like, I genuinely thought that I was like kind of over this whole thing. I was like, I've worked through it. I've talked about it. I've moved on. Blah, blah, blah. Nick, in the words of Katy Perry. Yes. Just because it's over doesn't mean it's really over. And if you think it's over, <laughs> then you'll be coming over again. What if you literally, oh my God, I was, girl, I was ready for you to be like, in the words of Katy Perry, I kissed a girl and I liked it. I mean, that too. <sighs> he was God. not wearing cherry chapstick though. In the words of Katy Perry, you're hot and you're cold. You're yes and you're no. I could do this all day. In the words of Katy Perry, peacock, cock, cock. <laughs> in the words of Katy Perry, Dark horse. How does that song go? <laughs> I don't know, but I know the buildup slaps. Anyways, <sighs> back on back on track. Back on the dark horse. <laughs> Let's get back on this dark horse. So. <laughs> remount. Uh, I <laughs> Nick, remount the dark horse. I'm remounting, Glorice. <laughs> <laughs> god uh oh, um, i missed that i missed that exact oh god yeah, i was about Gross. to say i missed this um are we in love yes <laughs> but we needed to be a part to realize <laughs> sometimes in life you have to let the things you love the most go to know how much they mean to you jehovah <laughs> just because it's over i <laughs> <coughs> think i killed him uh. Uh, like I've planned I, all along. I've been dismounted. <laughs> <laughs> well, get back on there. I want to hear what the rest of your trauma yeah, story okay. is. Yeah. Okay. So back to back to my trauma. <laughs> so, okay. So, but this this other thing that happened, I'm saying this now, uh, with hindsight in June 2021. Yes, this this was absolutely a traumatic thing that happened, and I really thought I was over it. Um, <clears throat> all I'm gonna say about the second thing that happened. Um, is that the way I've been describing it is that I say that it falls under the umbrella of a shitty sexual experience. Sorry, listeners. I know what he's alluding to. Yeah. <laughs> I actually know his secrets. She holds the key. Okay, Jack. Well, I think we also all love to invalidate our experiences. We're no, we're gonna dive head we're gonna dive head first into me not validating my own experience. Um unless it was the worst imaginable scenario you can think of. And oftentimes, but even, even, even some then, of the most traumatic things you go through are not going to be the most 
horribly violent things you can imagine, you know? But it but it is for you. Period. But like if the worst thing you've been through in your yes. life is yes. like yes, yes, yes. is what I was this thing that happened, which I wouldn't say well, it's in the it's in the top five. Our breakup's number one though, right? I our breakup, my parents' breakup. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, if that's the worst thing that happened to me, that's the worst thing that's happened to me. I don't have anything else to base it off of. This is my favorite concept. I love when people get into this. What, like relative suffering? Yes. I hate yeah, the yeah. whole, well, someone has it worse. I'm like, yeah, someone always has it worse, actually. Well, some kid is starving somewhere. I'm like, like, let's solve world hunger. A kid is always starving somewhere. A kid is always starving somewhere. I still got assaulted. Like, So I then drove home from Vegas. It's a four, it was like a five hour drive. 27 in the Tesla. And low key. From where I started the drive and to where I ended the drive. So I started the drive being like, huh, you know, that's kind of strange how intense a reaction I had in Vegas just now. Like, what's going on with that? End of end of hour four, I'm like, oh my God, I was assaulted. Girl, being alone in a car with yourself for two plus hours. Realizing epiphanies. <laughs> You got to have the suicide hotline on speed dial because you can have some big old epiphanies. So shortly after this incident, I talked to the person about it Um, like within within a week. And I was like, hey, this was not okay. This this uh, something in a similar vein happened last year. And like, whatever, this is not okay. And then so we had a conversation about it. I know he felt terrible about it. Um, Like, you know, like just like felt really awful about it. And this is a friend of mine, and I don't like seeing my friends upset. <laughs> but we'll get back to that. But long story short, I did talk to this person about it. And so, but I also asked, I'm like, like, why did you do this? And they said, uh, they said that they were really drunk and they don't remember, which I also believe, st- like to this day, I still, I still do believe that. I don't think, I don't think they remember. But, you know, I asked, I asked why, and the response I got was, I was really drunk and I don't remember, and I'm really, really sorry. Um, and so that's not a reason, you know? That translates to, it happened because it happened. There's, n- like, there's no reason behind it. There's no motivation behind it. There's, it just happened. And so what I did in the intervening, so that was three years ago, what I did in the intervening three years was, like, assign it meaning myself, since I can't make assumptions about why they why they did it, why they did it to me, I instead took responsibility for it and was like, okay, well, and also I really liked this person, like uh, attracted romantically, all of that. It wasn't Kyle. <laughs> it also wasn't Lena Dunham. It also wasn't Lena Dunham. And what if it was? So I... <laughs> a lot more to unpack there if it was Lena Dunham. (laughs) I'm like, Lena, you hurt me. So I, (laughs) yeah, so I mean, I gave it meaning and I was like, well, you know, I really like this guy. And so like, was it actually bad? Was it, was it actually this bad thing that happened? Because, you know, part of me like wanted something like that to happen because I liked him so much, you know, Mm -hmm. and I wanted like this, uh, attention and none of like everything I'm saying now is like, what I was realizing on the car ride, I realized that I had been doing that in my head for like three years where I kind of took all the responsibility for it. And I also just felt that I real and I realized 
I didn't realize it as I was feeling it, but I realized that I'd been feeling this like crushing, like shame and guilt over it. And that like I had done something wrong and that I was at fault and that, um, and that I deserved it. And like, I just felt so, I don't know, like my, my attraction to this guy uh, brought up a whole (laughs) ocean of (laughs) problems within me. One of them, like, I just felt so, like, I just felt so pathetic, like, liking someone who, who is not into you back and, like, realizing just how much time you're spending thinking about them and caring uh-huh. about them and just emotional energy that you're putting into them. And they're, pro- and they're doing, like, 1% of that, maybe. It's just, it makes you feel, you're just like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm so, like, I'm so pathetic. This is so sad. Would you say that it is pathetic? Pathetic, 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 pathetic. I would absolutely say that. Yeah, no, it, it totally made me feel pathetic. And it made me feel like, this is a very intense word, but it's true. It made me feel worthless to the point where I was like, well, I should just be happy with what I got. And I, and simultaneously, I got what I deserved. Yeah, that doesn't sound very good. Did you talk to your therapist about it in the oh. meantime? <laughs> yes. Okay. Holy crap. Um. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you might be withholding information from Dr. Zion. So it, this, this is, I'm driving. This all hits me and I was like, oh, fuck. And then I actually immediately had a therapy session that I had to pull over into a McDonald's parking lot for because I wasn't home yet. I realized all of this on the car ride. And then <laughs> before I went to Vegas, three days earlier, I was like, I'm ready to talk to Clarice. <laughs> I was like, I'm ready to reach back out and start the podcast again. And then I'm like, I come back from Vegas like a shell of myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, uh, what have like what has been happening to me? Like, how is this all like how did I ignore all of this for so long? How did I not realize that I've been accepting all this responsibility and feeling all this shame for it? Because every time I've heard from someone or someone personally read about it, seen it, anything about someone who's had like a really bad sexual experience like any like anywhere on the spectrum Mm -hmm. and they talk about it and then they say and I felt so much shame and guilt about it I was never able to like make that jump logically and it wasn't that I didn't believe it was like I fully believed them it just didn't make sense to me because I'm like well you obviously didn't do anything wrong like why are you feeling this shame and guilt and then also this is bad this is bad but radical honesty Way back in my head, I'm like, well, if it happened to me, I don't think I would have that reaction. Like, I'm different. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're like, my hymen's strong. I'm my hymen different. is strong, and I'm built different, and my body's beautiful, and God made my foreskin in her image, Ruby and I'll Carr. be able to handle this. And Ruby Carr. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I've been, I've been doing the exact thing that everyone says they go through. Lady Gaga and wrote a fucking song about it. She truly did. Um, until oh my gosh, she did. To you. Oh fuck! I didn't. I just re- I forgot about that until you. What did you think that. I was talking about? Bad romance. Another thought I had was if a good friend of mine was in the exact same situation I was and told me about these things that happened, I know exactly what I would think. I know exactly what I would feel. I know exactly what I would say to them. I know exactly what my perspective on the situation would be. Why have I not given myself like that same attention and care? Rut row and (laughs) big brain thoughts yeah so i just had to deal with this so like therapy for four weeks was talking about this and then i talked to the guy (laughs) for five and a half hours and not going to get into that at all unless it's you and me i don't think you should ever talk to someone for more than like 30 minutes 
No. And after that conversation, I was like, oh my God, we talked for five and a half hours. Nothing is worth talking about for more than an hour. But my therapist, um, she actually, two weeks before the conversation, she was like, okay, like let's set a date for when you have to talk to him. Ooh. And, I was, and I was like, okay, Becky. So I, <laughs> so then I was like, uh, let's say May 5th, I guess. My dad's birthday. Happy birthday, John. Oh. Yeah, so I said, uh, how about May 5th? Because that seemed very far in the future. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay, May 5th. And the next thing I know, it's May 3rd. <laughs> and Clarence is going through stage five of the stages of grief. <laughs> Acceptance. But yeah, so I mean, I had this conversation. It was in, it was incredibly tough. Ultimately, I'm glad it. I'm glad I did it. Um, and I'm glad it happened. And I'm glad I said a lot of the things that I said. But yeah, I mean, it was so. I mean, emotionally exhausting is an understatement. And I felt so for like. Okay, so the conversation happened on a Friday. From the following Monday through. Neck the Wednesday after, like for 10 days, I was, I, I have never, ever experienced anything close to the level of anxiety I was going through for 10 days. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's such a. No, I'm not exaggerating in the slightest. I would wake up and my heart was racing and my stomach was a knots and it would be like that all day. And then I would go to sleep and then I would wake up and it'd be the same thing. And that happened for 10 days. Ew. It was a, it was, it was like excruciating. It was so unbelievably awful. And at the same time, I was getting drug tested for my job. So I couldn't, you know, uh, alleviate any of this. Oh my God. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not proud of this uh, and don't encourage this or condone it in any way. But finally, like day seven or eight, one night I was like, I was still feeling it. And I was like, okay, fuck this. And I took four shots of rum. Like a little pirate. Like, like Jack Sparrow and, um, <laughs> Mr. Bigley. And I. <laughs> like Kira Knightley herself. Yeah. Like Kira Knightley. I took four shots. Like the whore I am. Hey. And <laughs> Kira Knightley's a whore. You heard it here first. And no, she's not. But yeah, uh, I, took four shots to alleviate it and then just in one go like a bam 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 yeah yeah, oh i took a shot and then i poured another took a shot poured another took a shot waited like five minutes and then took another one before i started i was like you're not doing any more than four kira knightley yeah kira knightley that's what i call myself when no one's around or mr bigley you play both roles rewind to end of april me and Dan get an email from this huge management and production company. Um, they're responding to an email that we sent them in February asking, pretty much just being like, hey, we have this script and it's gotten some attention. Do you want to read it? And then they responded and they were like, we would love to read it. Send it over. Have they read it? We'll get back to you in eight to ten weeks. Yesterday was the beginning of the eighth week. So that is also happening. I also got hired at a job, not in my field. Let's just say that I'm working for Pepsi. Um, (laughs) Nick works for Pepsi. Nick works for Pepsi. The Chili's to Pepsi pipeline is real. Yeah. And then um, I guess I'll leave this as like a cliffhanger. (laughs) Um, But but next week is my episode. No, I know. it's. I'm kidding. I know. It's like a cliffhanger for whenever I talk about it next, I guess. (laughs) I had a conversation with Kyle. It's a conversation I've been imagining having for six years. Jesus. Can you believe that? It's been six years since we graduated high school. Um, 
I mean, I'm still there emotionally, so. Me too. And yeah, I'll, additional cliffhanger. I realize that like a part of me, I can't, I can't describe how strange it is to go from, honestly, I don't think I've ever been closer with anyone than I was with him. It is very, very weird to go from being that close with someone to kind of being like casual acquaintances. Cause I would, cause since in the, in the intervening six years, every time that uh, I've hung out with him or seen him, like just in my head, I'm like, God, there's so many things I want to ask you. Not about, not even about that year. There's so many things I want to ask about you right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I like, is it, can I, is that okay? Uh, and every time we hang out, I always feel, and I could be totally projecting this and making this up. I don't think I am. I always feel like there's there's this one moment every time where we would look at each other and there'd just be a moment of like, is one of us going to say something? No? Okay, cool. Oh, I have so many questions. And yeah, so we had a conversation um, and I told him. Have you listened to episode 12? No, that was one of my first questions. I was like, okay, so I'm assuming you haven't listened to episode 12 of my podcast. And he said, no, but told me about it. I was like, cool. (laughs) I knew he knew at, uh, at this point. Like through, through yeah. Drew, through the grapevine. Interesting. Last thing I'll say is that he did not know the extent of it at all. He referred to it as, I know you were attracted to me. And that made, that actually made me laugh out loud. Like I, I physically laughed out loud because attracted to is the, the most incredible understatement I can imagine uh-huh. for how I was feeling. So I, he said, well, I know you were attracted to me and I think he was maybe about to say something. And then I stopped him and I said, no, I was in love with you. And he was like, Oh, can I say something potentially not very nice? And if he's listening to this, I'm really sorry. Yeah. We'll probably cut it, but keep going. <laughs> is he stupid? <laughs> uh, no, yes. he's not. He's not. Sorry. <laughs> he's a man. Come on. We have to cut him some slack. They have trouble like connecting. So yeah. Um, wow. <sighs> but I, I told my, uh, I told my therapist after I had this conversation with Kyle, I'm like, Hey, so I, uh, I, I talked with Kyle and we talked about senior year and I kind of told him like, told him a bunch of shit. And this was like two weeks after you and I talked, which was two weeks after I talked to the other guy. And she was like, what's happening? I was like, I don't oh fucking know, girl. Um, but I really just like knocked him out like one by one. Damn, you did. Yeah. Once again, like I did in episode 12, I will be only talking about like my perspective and feelings. I won't be talking about like. Because that's all you truly know. Well, no, I'm just not going to reiterate, you know, like. No, I know. Things. Yeah, I know, you know. Uh, <laughs> I know, you know, I know. So uh- I. <laughs> My question to you and our time apart, and we can get more into it next week, because most of my experiences revolved around your absence in my life. (laughs) Uh Girl, it was rough. Mm -hmm. Did you like think about me and the podcast or was it just like something in the back of your brain that you're like, oh yeah, that old thing, that old dark horse. Yes. Um, On the hour, every hour? Very broadly. By the end of March, I was like, okay, like. Time to time to talk. Time to reconnect. Let's get it going. And then Vegas happened. And then vi- and then talking to you was like still pretty close to the forefront of my mind. But I knew I couldn't have the. I like I. I was like I. <laughs> one thing at a time. Um. And I also I was like I don't think I'll be able to like 
be productive in the conversation, be totally focused on it, continue doing the podcast until I've addressed this other thing because that was just like dominating mm-hmm. my yeah. my life. But it, it literally it got to the point where like by the beginning of May, when I still hadn't talked, <laughs> when I still hadn't talked to you. I was like, oh, I was like, she fucking hates me now. Like, of course, like, and I don't fucking blame her. Like, <laughs> I I'm did. Like, I'm like, God, I've, I'm like, I've taken so fucking long. And then you're like, <laughs> you're like, like I know how to shit. fix this. I'm going to go straight to Lush. I, <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. I told Megan at some point in the past three months, I was like, yeah, I'm, I worded it so weirdly. I was like, I'm ready to reach back out to Claret and I would love your help and how to do that in the most productive <laughs> and respectful way possible. And she said, okay. But yeah, and then, well, then she and Kelly were going up to Eugene to hang out with you. Um, and I was like, okay, like, well, I, I also actually, every time that I thought about talking to you, I was like, well, of course you need to talk to her before her birthday. <laughs> Wait, sorry. And then when Megan and Kelly were going up to Eugene, uh, I was like, okay, so I'm not going to be able to talk to Claret. Um, I'm not going to be able to talk to Claret prior to her birthday with this trip going on. And can I tell you that once I was given the birthday gift, I predicted precisely when you were going to contact me. Well, yeah, no, because yeah, yeah. I mean, it was I was, <laughs> and I knew you probably would because I was like, I was like, okay, like she'll. It was, it was kind of, it was like a knock at the door, you know? Um, but, but I was like, he's not going to reach out on my birthday cause that's in poor taste. And I was like, it'll yes. probably be the day after fucking six 30 in the morning. Nick said, ding dong, bitch. I was, I was, I had been at work for like two hours. <laughs> and you're like, now or never. I was like, Pepsi. So no. Yeah. And then Megan came back and I was like, and I think I texted her on your birthday and I'm like, so I'm assuming I should. I was like, I'm assuming I shouldn't reach out to Claret today. And she said, no. And I was like, okay, cool. So that's two no's. And she said, who else did you ask? I'm like, myself. You could have asked me. I was like, hey, is today a good time. day to reach out? Absolutely hey, the fuck not. Um, well, no. I mean, I also, throughout the, throughout the three months, I like saved a bunch of shit where I was like, can't wait to show this to Claret. Um, I was saving shit. You accidentally first... FaceTiming me, I know it was very stressful for you, made me laugh so hard. I wanted to kill myself. I was like, the worst part was that I did it twice in a row. That, w- that was the funny part. Yeah. You saying, sorry, butt call. And I was like, no worries. And then Five seconds later, the phone again. rings again. I was like, I'm ready to Douglas fur. I saved things to show you later for the first month, month around mid-March. No, late March. That's when I was like, oh yeah, he's not reaching out. Yeah. And like, because- I knew that, I knew that that's what you were going to say because I told, because I told Tiffany, hello, because I told Tiffany that it would be over by end of March, early April, which was genuinely my plan. <laughs> I don't want to rehash specific texts, but when I texted no, yeah. you, okay, oh, in the no. email, you're like, mid-March, mid-March, sorry, late March, early April. And I was yeah. like, cool. So then I texted Nick and I was like, does this mean you'll be willing to talk to me late March, <laughs> sorry, early sorry, April? It's not funny. It's not and then funny. you gave me the most yeah. clinical response that I was like, oh yeah, we're not ever speaking again. Oh my God. <laughs> I have read that text aloud to so many people. I was like... Mm. and they're like is he a robot Um, (laughs) no yeah i mean and that was incredibly intentional on my part 
I know. Yeah. I knew. And I was no, no, like. No. I mean, I was like, I was like, okay, I don't. You're like, I'll reach out when I'm ready. And I was like, great, 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 great. Cool, <laughs> like, cool, so cool, never. Cool. <laughs> if you were black, <laughs> But I mean, that when was I also, that you? was like, that was like less than two weeks later. Mm-hmm. That was like pretty soon after. Um, my response would have been different if this was like, once again, like March 20 something. No, I, I get yeah. why it was, but yeah, I was yeah. also just like... I'm also not invalidating your experience because I understand that that would be hurtful and frustrating. I'm sorry I'm laughing. When late March, early April started rolling around and my coworkers were like, hey, have you talked to Nick yet? And I was like, oh. no, nothing yet. It was like a daily thing to the point where like mid-April had come and I was like, ladies, he's not coming home from war. <laughs> I'm like, my husband went to war and he died there and he will stay dead. Nick went to get cigarettes and didn't come back. Um, yeah, no, I, but to answer your original question, yes, I thought of you. Yes, I thought of the podcast. No, I literally had the thought, um, I'm not going to cry. I literally had the thought. I'm like, this, this past year has been like, in many ways, the worst year of my life. I'd say it's still second to my senior year. Um, hard to top. But we can sure as hell try. I was, (laughs) I was like, this past year, I had this thought before I reached out to you. I was like. This past year has been so fucking shitty and like by far and away, one of the best parts has been the podcast and Claret. And like, that makes me so deeply sad (laughs) that I'm like so going through it right now. And like, (laughs) and I'm the cause of it, not the cause of it, but like I initiated (laughs) this and yeah, no, I, (laughs) we both drove the train to the ground because we're, because we're fucking crazy. Radical honesty and vulnerability. How about radical um, responsibility and accountability? <laughs> For season two. Those are our pillars. Yeah. And then I, but no, then I talked to Megan for a long time, like hours before her flight to Eugene. I heard. Yeah. Um, and that was very helpful. Thank you, Megan. And yeah. And I also bought Claire some things for Lush from Lush for her birthday. We'll get into that next week. And then Megan said, you're going to give her a fucking dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and I was like, Megan, the Oracle. Well, then I was like, I was like, okay, should I, I was like, should I, should, should, should we abort this mission? <laughs> yeah. And then I reached out the day after your birthday. Um, and then the rest is yes. Last, last episode's history. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's given me like definitely like a big new perspective on friendships and relationships. And like obviously this one specifically, I'd be a big old idiot if I was like, it's like nothing happened. <laughs> However, as Taylor Swift said, everything has changed. <laughs> These things will change. I thought you were going to say begin again. Uh, uh, what song doesn't apply? Aww. I think I'm finally clean. I wish you would. All you had to do was stay. Now we got bad blood. <laughs> Keep going. Don't stop. Not welcome to New York. <laughs> Are we out of the woods yet? Yeah, yeah. Like, how you get the girl, me to Megan. I'm like, how do I get her back? <laughs> Fuck off. I will say, okay, I'm going to end it with this. Yeah. I. Let's end it on a high note, baby. <laughs> when, I think we should take another break. <laughs> When, okay. <laughs> when I walked inside after that FaceTime call and we were like immediately texting, I had this 
overwhelming feeling of it feels just the same but brand new by St. Vincent. It, oh my God, please do not spit your water everywhere. Why did I take such a large amount of water in my mouth? Okay, Why would you do that when I'm about to say some stupid shit? When you're about to speak. (laughs) Literally. I just had this feeling of like, this feels like no time has passed. And also, like it feels very different. And like, we have Mm -hmm. a better foundation, which who knows? Cue the clown music. Maybe I was wrong once again. (laughs) Every time I'm like... Every, every no, no, no. Time. You're 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 completely correct. And so, like in that regards, the break worked exactly as I had hoped and intended it would. Um, because I think we came into it with like new eyes. Oh my God, our eyes replaced. Yeah. But yeah, I think <laughs> like literally, I walked inside and I was like, this pain wouldn't be forevermore. Like, just because it's over, it doesn't mean it's really over. And if you think it over, maybe you'll be coming over again. Oh God. Um, what was your high low hero? Oh my god. My high was the bush he jacked off into. Spoilers for Patreon. <laughs> Go subscribe to the Patreon if you want to know about the bush. Yeah, and me. And the jacking off. My, I don't know, it's, my low is like a weird, this is stupid and your life isn't about me, but my low is definitely like a light FOMO. I'm like, oh, like I missed out. Like I wasn't there, I was busy crying in my yeah. bathroom. I mean, I, once again, your life is not about me. I had the same thing. I was like, oh, that birthday party looks fun. Crater Lake looks fun. Like, It does. It felt weird. It feels weird now to like look back and like be like, oh, like that chunk, those four months, three month, half, whatever. Like I wasn't there for that. Like I wasn't inserting myself in Nick's life. No. You know what? My hero, my hero of the last three and a half months was both Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo. Nick and I's breakup gave me fresh new eyes to listen to Driver's License with. It was like, I got my driver's license. <laughs> Driving back up College me. Hill. <laughs> Girl, literally, I'm like, dr- there was a time, oh my God, I was driving near where your mother lives and okay. I was blaring, blaring some Olivia Rod. And I just like flipped the street off like a child. I was like, fuck you. And I'm like, Dorlinda didn't do anything besides birth him. Calm down. West 18th brings that energy out. It really does. Yeah. Nick, what was your high, low, and hero? Okay, my high was, and this is not only to get you guys to go subscribe to Patreon. It is. I'm going to be very clear about that. But my high is what I talked about. Much more enjoyable than the other segment. Yeah, my low. Reliving the trauma again and again, perhaps. (laughs) My low is more so the, um, there is actually, I have a lot more things to say about this, um, about the things that I talked about this episode in terms of like, uh, me internally. Um, I'd say like, that's my low that I'm like, oh shit, I still have like a lot to, um, my hero, my hero is Janessa for triggering my trauma. (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. Well with that. I think we all all that we have to say to you would would be a kisses on the mouth. Oh, that was wet. <laughs>